Well, everybody, um, welcome to, I can't believe I'm saying this, the first episode of the new, improved, the return of Puro in the Rough. I know, I can't believe I'm saying it either. And with me, of course, my longtime co-host and cohort and one of my best friends in the world, Isaac McEnroth. How you doing, my man? Wow, this feels feels weird making my return to podcasting. Last time anybody would have heard me on a podcast was about three years ago. I was sixteen years old. I am now twenty, so I'm still a baby compared to most of the Twitter folk. But you know, I'm out here. I'm doing my thing, just just cruising, mate. Um, I'm very excited to. To get back into this, I've recently, I've, I just haven't been into wrestling the last two years. Oh, I'd, I'd check Twitter every day and just not partake, but I'd keep up to date with what's going on. And as you know, wrestling the last couple of years and mainstay in the main wrestling, the WWEs and New Japans and AEWs, so that sort of controlled the, the wrestling world and it's been nuts. But... None of that's important because that's irrelevant. I don't want to talk about Kenny Omega wrestling Orange Cassidy. I want to talk about Kazuhiro Tamora facing Takeo Mori in a small crowd in front of 52 people. You feel me? <laughs> oh, I feel you, all right. <laughs> and I, I think yeah. me and Isaac were in kind of similar spots in, in kind of how we were consuming wrestling these last couple of years. Um, I, think, I think we kind of both got burnt out on it a little bit, but... I think we just went so hard all the time. Yeah. For those two years, we were going crazy with podcasts and puro. Like, it just consumed so much time, and it was still fun. But it's a lot of stuff to watch that we were watching. We would watch just about every every main show, every show that made tape. Would nearly watch the only ones. I guess we sort of stopped watching around the time all the streaming services came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, DDT was the first one, and then, as you know, they've all followed, and it's all, it's the modern world. Yeah, I, yeah, it really, just, that's kind of what me and Isaac have been talking about, just, uh, a lot of things have changed since that time we initially did the first run of the, of Puro in the Rough. Um, it, it's, it's a really different landscape, uh, over in Japan now. Uh, a lot of things have, have, have been differed. Um, there's been some meddling from some bigger companies and other companies. Um, there's all these streaming services have started to pop up. Uh, there's there's been some there's been some real adjustments to be made here. Big time. It's just companies you'd never see working together are all working together for the greater cause of Japanese wrestling. I feel like. There was so much tension between companies a few years ago, and now it, Mudo just wrestled Marafuji on the big Noah show that right. we're going to talk about. Like, it, it, there, I, I don't know. I just think, I think it's good. Like, if they can all benefit each other, and you say like wrestle one are going on the road three days a week, and They've got 24 guys on their roster and they're drawing 113 fans three days a week. Like That's not paying the bills. If they can all help each other, I think it can only benefit wrestling. Thus why you had the, you know, the rumblings of Ikemen, you know, and, and 
you know why he's probably jumping ship very soon and mm-hmm. and and uh, you know and you I mean you've been on that story for I mean I think as long as I can remember <laughs> that was the only scoop I've received in like 3 years all, all the people I used to talk to in Japan and some of the wrestlers that don't really wrestle in Japan anymore I used to get all my stuff from uh, yeah they're all gone so I've had nothing but I heard yeah earlier this year that Ikeman left Wrestle 1 because WWE were looking at him, and that's a big reason that their last tryout, I believe it was in China, um, that Kurashiro was at, that he was the main star, he was the one on WWE.com that was pictured, and he's not just over in Japan now trying to get bookings because he needs needs to eat. He's going around to every single promotion and wrestling as many different people as he can and secretly probably trying to recruit some guys yeah, for and I think a project. A perfect lead-in into one of the headlines that we I think we definitely really wanted to talk about was this WWE looking into Japan. I mean, whoa. Um, there, there was a lot of rumblings uh, this past month coming out of that, Isaac. Big time. Um, years ago, in 2014, 2015, when New Japan was really starting to take off and everybody was paying attention, and WWE started paying attention, hence bringing over Gallows and Anderson and Styles and just about half the roster from New Japan, I thought they were they were in talks. And I thought those two were going to team up and... That sort of never went anywhere, and I think WWE's, they're looking at it from a business standpoint. They've had success with NXT, and now they're doing doing the UK gig, and it only makes sense to go to Japan next. Yeah, oh um, yeah. I don't think you'd want to go to an NXT Mexico. Does sound cool, but... I feel like that would take more time and I feel like there's more eyes on Japanese wrestling compared to Lucha. Yeah, right now I think yeah that that probably would be the case. And I I think it's just and now in the uh, WWE's kind of going the route of trying to take some of the companies that aren't, you know, that aren't New Japan at this time around and they're trying to cut out from underneath them a little bit. And, yeah. And uh so yeah, the initial Initial rumblings that were heard were the well, one of two, and actually, I think really, I think a lot of the um, the focus was really on the the women of Japan, the Joshi uh, scene, um, and they made there was a big play from WWE uh, of trying to get stardom. They they really went for stardom, uh, big time, uh, which was. That's a pretty, pretty big move, you know, and um, obviously... It I, makes sense, though. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it, it, there's been the connections with them. I mean, they've, they've had, you know, all the start, you know, a bunch of start people from stardom, you know, that have wrestled for stardom, you know, obviously, you know, yeah. EO and, and Kyrie Sane and, you know, everything. Tony Storm. Yeah, you know, so it, it was, it really made sense for them. Except uh, Bushi Road kind of slid in there, and uh, yeah, old Harold Mije, uh, and who is no longer also going to be <laughs> in New Japan, oddly enough, which is mm. uh, it's, which is pretty pretty crazy uh, development as well. 
But um, but yeah, no, yeah, Bushi Road slid in there and kind of stopped that from happening. So that was a big win for uh, New Japan uh, uh, in terms of just kind of uh, eliminating one way WWE was trying to get into Japan. Um, yeah. And then then there was a play. They tried to make a play on Noah, which was, which is pretty crazy. That's the one promotion where, like, I think there'd be so many Noah marks that work for WWE right now that just remember the mid-2000s Kobashi Misawa era. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think they'd look at that library and just think that would be great content for yeah, the yeah. for the network thing is that library is as we know is pretty locked behind behind lock and key there in japan yeah with the whole tv and tv uh deal uh that kind of squashes that they can't really buy that library because they will not let it go <laughs> so because it, it's all you know with the tv stations so that didn't end up working out. Noah, they stood, they stood uh, strong, and they said no. Uh, they are remaining on their own, which I think they just they decided to team up with Impact Wrestling well, instead. Yeah, Impact. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of they're still doing the uh, share with them. So, yeah, and uh, which I think is good. I think it's a good Impact's work. relationships with Japanese companies over the years. I think they've had one with about every company. I know. It feels it, like it. <laughs> They they had New Japan. They had all the Drake drag oh, oh, yeah. stars. Yep. They had um, they had Wrestle One. Yeah. When Mudo was there, and yeah, now they're with Noah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Impact has been they've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I think the U.S. viewers are getting uh, getting better than what the Japanese are because Noah got. Though that, as we're going to get in, I think Michael Elgin was over, over in Japan. Like that match with Segura, we'll talk about was awesome. Oh, yeah, but then I don't think they're benefiting benefiting out of getting Eddie Edwards in street clothes. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I don't know what what that was. Uh, former that was... GHC champion Eddie Edwards in. Jeans. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh my god. I, I shan't criticize anymore. Yeah. But um continuing with the the WWE talk, then uh then it was the rumor was they're trying to talk to Sekimoto. Yes. And I think there's some smoke to this fire with Walter being on this this big sumo oh show. they're they're close well, they're... you see the embrace after the match they love each other yep and sekimoto is renowned as one of the best trainers in japan he runs the big japan dojo and look at the talent over the last 10 years since he's been in charge like oh yeah proof is in the pudding right and i think wwe's kind of their strategy is they're trying to get a couple of those types too, like guys like a Sekimoto or a Mako Satomura, <laughs> to those come in that there. can wrestle occasionally and have great matches, but more useful to train and be in the dojos. Right, and yep, and that I think that's kind of part of their globalization 
strategy there in in Japan. So a lot of a lot of craziness happening, man. This is a this is a wild ride. I'm really curious to see how this turns out. Um, I I mean personally, I I really rather not WWE go through with this. I I, I just don't think it's good for the business in as a whole that they do this. But because we obviously we've seen we've seen it what's happened with the UK, you know. I mean it it's a disaster now. NXT UK is. I feel old. like all of this NXT stuff would have been cooler like four or five years ago, like mm. when the NXT was at its peak. Like if they they announced NXT Japan four years ago, I would have been so excited, and like I feel like I should be excited. Because I just like seeing some of these guys under WWE banner would be cool, but I don't know if it will help Japanese wrestling as a whole. Like you said, yeah, it's that's I think the danger right now is WWE is almost going the route of, of of Disney and just trying to own everything, and uh, I I just don't like that. I I don't like monopolization in in, in business in general. And I just think it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And I think WWE is absolutely like almost, you know, they're leaning on that. You know, they're and they're almost like they're willing to take losses just to do this. That's and that's the scary part. So, oh boy, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about all of it. Uh, I. Sorry, I accidentally muted myself I was talking. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit rusty. I haven't done this for a while, guys. <laughs> cut, me, cut me a break. Um, no, like, NXT UK should be huge, but it's just not. I, I, I wonder how it would go if it came to fruition. Like, when WWE stars go to Japan, like, they are viewed as big stars. Right. I, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's gonna go. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't know. If, are they gonna? How would they market it? Even you know, could we see how badly like the UK brand has been marketed? It's, it's, it's like they don't even bother to like, like, do anything with it, <laughs> and tell people about these guys and like what's going on and make it feel important. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. We wonder how that would go overseas in Japan as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, if it happened, I'd definitely watch it, and the wrestling would obviously be very good, and that would make people pay attention. But, I mean, I'm happy seeing the guys how they are now, but if they want to do that and make more money, and we'll see. But Japanese are a lot... They're old heads. Oh, a lot yeah. of they're they're not just gonna be able to pick anybody they want. There's a lot of brand loyalty there as well. <laughs> Big time. Do you really see Uncle Jun fucking accepting an offer to go train? He's not gonna leave all Japan behind. No, yeah, and and even like I said, even with the fans, like there's a lot of brand loyalty from the fans. Oh yeah, as well. Uh huh. Look at the documentary about all those stardom girls. Like, oh. how many of those guys that were just like, 
Oh, I love stardom, so it, it was a bit creepy, but I see what you mean very, by uh, very brand loyalty. <laughs> very uncomfortable documentary. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> I only saw that the other week, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, I, mean, I, I think... wonder if Japanese have cancel culture in their country. I mean, I, th- I think we could all, like, collectively agree that Rossi is a scumbag. <laughs> like, I don't know too much about him. He's... Like, is he just all driven by... He's basically branding it more sexual than professional? Or? Uh, it's it's a big part of that. And he just the, the girls are just not treated too too well there. It's, yeah. it's just very it's a very uncomfortable situation where he how he runs that that place. But and speaking of uncomfortable though, oh boy, this this next topic is is one uh, I. I I didn't think we'd have to be discussing on this show, to be quite frank. It's just oh. freaking weird. Oh, man. It, it, it was past your guys' bedtime in the U.S., but uh, it was probably 7 p.m. my time, and a uh, Twitter account I follow is Norihon underscore, I think. I don't know. It's uh, He just posts a lot of retweets of news and stuff. And he just retweeted a picture of um, he topped Joji Atani, who I remember reviewing on this podcast when we reviewed the first heat up show we ever saw. And um, when I talked about guts all the time, he used to be all on all over the guts openers and everything. Yeah, as one of their younger guys in guts when they were still a thing. And man, I, he was I, no he was no one that was going to blow your socks off, but he was a competent competent wrestler and like he never broke through to the upper echelon of indies in japan like you never saw him like guesting in an all japan junior series or even you'd barely see him in korokan he he's one of those guys that lives in shinkiba and like Maybe on a Friday night, he, his mum lets him go to Shinjuku for a five-minute opener. <laughs> like, I, I feel as though he's he's only allowed to go to Shinkiba. But after this story, I don't think he'll be able to go anywhere. Oh, man. Uh, so, apparently, uh, Joji Otani was caught. And I want to just remind everybody, Joji Otani is 28 years old. And... He looks about 14, but he is 28. Yeah, and he was apparently um, caught with an underage 16-year-old high school student girl. And a fan of a fan of his. Yeah. That he's met at the show numerous times at various events, and she was a big, big fan. Um, thought he was cute and stuff, and he obviously... I don't know if he knew her age. I'm pretty he, certain. I'm ninety five percent. He apparently did. Uh, I I was I was told that he definitely did. Like he admitted that he knew. He was very well aware of that, and yet he yeah. still went and did it. And whew, man, uh, I I just gotta say, man, the the wrestling industry needs to be cleaned up of people like this. Uh, I, I I just I, I agree completely. But this is so out of left field for Japan. Like, yeah. how many scandals have we... Like, the only ones I can think of is when Shibata, with his wife... Oh, right, yeah. Um, I remember 
Nasawa with the drugs. Oh, yeah, Ta- um, Tana with his wife, too. Who, sorry? Ta- Tanahashi. Did he cheat on his missus? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, a lot less drama in Japan compared to other nations. And, yeah, this is, this is disgusting. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know. I highly doubt he'll, he'll be locked up. I don't know. It's not, it's not. He was arrested, so I I, I don't know, man. It I I, th- I don't. Mm. It's all what the girl says at the end of the day. Um, but I don't think many promotions will be looking to get him on shows. I saw multiple indie wrestlers call him "quote unquote" stupid boy <laughs> on <Yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't expect much Yoji Itani anymore. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's such bad timing to just like this coming out as, as, as this Chase and Rance garbage is, is happening as well. It's, oh, God, it's all just a mess. We need to get the Chase and Rances, the Teddy Hearts, the Joji Otanis out of the business, man. It's just, it's just bad. It's it's really really bad. It just puts a stain on, on the whole business and just. It's just just disgusting individuals. No matter what industry, what country, there's always going to be people like this, and it's all about weeding them out. And the more that, the more people that get caught, the more people know what to look out for, and ah. Uh, it, it's really bad, and I, I don't pay much attention to U.S. wrestling anymore. But this this Chase and Rance fellow, he, he, I just feel like he needs his teeth teeth kicked in. Uh, like, yeah, his 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 smile just screams that he like sits out the front of a kindergarten, yeah. like taking photos. Like he looks like a creep. Yep. He's just a very evil person, uh, and it's a shame that he's allowed. He's still been allowed to do what he's he's been able to do. Training kids. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable to me. It's it's absolutely atrocious. But big time. Oh my god! Yeah, I just like I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's just it just makes me so upset. It's just it just makes me so angry and just just very furious. Um, I, just, well, I, don't know. I don't know what to say. Moving on, we know that Joji Atani is a nonce, and he is nothing to anyone anymore. Yeah. Let's forget his name and forget what happened. And now let's go to a real freaking man, Minoru Suzuki. Ah, the manliest of all men. And interesting news coming out about around last month is that he, he's uh, probably, probably most likely going to be leaving New Japan. Uh, at the end of the year, or the, I'd the, be uh, so stoked. But the or, I'd be so I, after, happy after Wrestle Kingdom, I should say. Um, boy, uh, I tell you, that would be something. Uh, where, where would you? Could like, you imagine Minoru Suzuki just going show to show? Like, oh yeah. Obviously, he's going to perform for Nasawa's Tokyo Guruntai every three months because they're boys. Yeah. But like. He can easily walk into any company in Japan and immediately be the top guy. I, the would, only I would love to see places... him have a run in all Japan. 
That's what I'm thinking. Mid two thousands, Minoru Suzuki in all Japan was just awesome. Yep, I think uh, I think you could see that happen. Um, that would be very very interesting. Um, him and Kento would be something. <laughs> oh yeah, I would I would love to see that match. Oh yeah, but uh, I just he's just. Ageless. I, I love him. The more and more I watch of him, I think he's the best of all time. Like he, I mean, I think he's the only wrestler of. I don't watch New Japan, but if there's a Minoru Suzuki match that's recommended, it's the only New Japan I watch. He's just different from everybody else there. You know, it's just he he's just different. And I think uh, I think him just in general being out there, free. I mean, just helps all of the Japan. Uh, all of Japan. <laughs> All of Japan. I should say. Alluding I, yeah. to. Yeah, like everybody everybody else. <laughs> that, that oh, mate. I, I doubt it will happen because this company has no history of bringing in stars really from other promotions. Except for Sonata briefly in 2015. Oh, but EJW? Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, a bit, man. Imagine Kohei Sato versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, my goodness. How about like, Takuya Nomura? <laughs> oh. Oh, my. <laughs> that, now, that is on my my freaking watch list right there. If that, that happens. Oh, my God. You can go d- up and down every company, every semi to major company in Japan. Um, and you could just look at the Dream Rap matches. Go to, we'll jump. We'll jump around promotion to mo- promotion. Wrestle one. I'd love to see. He he could probably get a four and a half star out of fifty four year old Mudo. Oh, like yeah. he's just that good that Mudo could get over so easily. Being I mean, the good guy, I mean, doing a couple it, shining wizards. Like him, him versus Ashino though. <laughs> oh, just two shooters. Oh my god! <laughs> now that would be a match. Shuji Kondo, like. Stronghearts. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he can fight. Stronghearts rule Japan at the moment. Like, oh my god, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> they've been in like every tag league in Japan this yep. year. It's like, oh, they're, they'll go anywhere. They're they're. It's awesome, man. They're like a big touring, like. Yeah, it's great. They feel big, time. and they're bringing in more guys. Yep. as we'll talk about later. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eerie uh, being with them now is very interesting. Oh, mate, it warms my heart to see how well Eerie's going. Mm-hmm. You, you remember how we started the, the hashtag when he was oh, doing yeah. his first excursion? Hashtag book Eerie. Yes, sir. And that went off huge, and he loved it, and he got tons of bookings. And, yeah, he's just continued to... His stocks continue to rise. and That's one thing, I, I mean, I could say I'm, we're very proud of, I think, from uh, one of the things we're incredibly proud of from the initial run of the show i definitely think we got a lot a lot going on that front for, for him that was helped a lot. i feel like we 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 shined a light on the on the rougher side you oh, know yeah. like a lot of a lot of i didn't know a lot of it to begin with i started I, how would i know the guys on heat up if i'm watching the first heat up show like <laughs> I, but so much good of I remember watching that first heat up show, 
and there was a guy by the name of Fuminori Abe. Oh my goodness, yes. And I told, I remember telling Trask, I remember telling you in the old Wrestling With Words group chat, I was like, this kid is amazing. And in the match also was Koji Iwamoto. Yep. And look at where those two are right now. I, I know, it's pretty crazy. That was like, like, just, man, like, Ave, like, he just kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, now he's getting booked, you know, a bunch Everywhere. Of, you know, and, yeah, BJW, he's, yeah, he's He's, he's still signed to Basara, but, yeah, he pops up everywhere. Like, I, on all I these freelance it. shows, like, he'll be on Jay's stage, he'll, he'll, you know how Japan always has, like, memorial nights or anniversaries and, like, all the companies come together? Like, he's always on the undercards of those. He's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man. It's A lot pretty... different from Basement Monstar. It's pretty great to, to see, like, some of those guys, like, how where they are now from when they were a few years ago and we were covering them and... Oh, just in the wrestling world in general, so many guys just coming up and... So many guys we used to talk to, and they're all in... I know guys that are in WWE now. Um, some guys in Japan are not in Japan and doing things other places. Like, everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrestling. And I'm glad I'm watching again. I'm loving it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I hear you on that, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, I just but I forgot I went off on a tangent yeah, again. I'm, I uh, apologize. Oh, we, we this is our show. We do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no rules. <laughs> Boom gang. <laughs> yeah, <out here. laughs> we, we we do whatever the hell we want on our own time. So that's that's what we word. Do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking about Abe, and we're talking about. I forgot. Wow. Hey, Iwamoto. <laughs> I'm lost. Take control. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, jumping promotion to promotion. That's what we're starting with. Um, yes. All right. So, we went through Wrestle 1. All Japan. Who would you love to see him face in All Japan? Besides, oh. obviously, Kento. Kento. Um... Oh, obviously, I think I, I think Suwama would be would be yeah. great. Um, they just had a stare down at the yep. Destroyer Memorial show. Yep, and that's what I was kind of getting into. I actually, that's great that you mentioned yep. that because you almost wonder, like, do they know something that we don't? Oh, I reckon so. Because uh, I think I have a feeling, like, I think that's where he's gonna end up first. I could. I could see Suzuki showing up on the 2nd of January, Kirk, and... Wow, also, just interesting, I actually, just uh, curiously, I've looked at um, Kaz Tamura, you know, who runs Heat Up, his, um, his Twitter, and he apparently actually was brought to the Machida police station on the Joji Otani arrest. He had, they actually, what? they actually, he actually had to talk to them. Ah. That's interesting. What yeah. what could that possibly mean? Yeah, well, I guess I guess you know they want they know you know anybody that 
knows him and connected with him, you know, yeah. they say kind of to see what they they could find out. That's pretty pretty if crazy stuff. Pretty crazy stuff, though, man. I mean, holy cow! Big time, big time. Oh boy, but um, I I'd like to say Suzuki Joe Doring. Ooh, all right, okay. <laughs> like just old school. I'd oh, yeah. love to see that. Oh yeah, that I don't know. Something. Suzuki will go anywhere, and he'll be a star. Yeah. If NXT Japan comes to fruition, that would be the guy they go after. And he now has a link in WWE with Kendo Cashin being a performance center trainer. And yeah. do you really think they signed Cashin to be a performance center trainer for American wrestling? Doubt it. That's yeah, why that they was... won NXT Japan. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kendo Cashin. That was the one I forgot too. I forgot that they signed. Uh... Signed Kendo Kashin as well. So that was, that I'm was glad a... he wore a mask for all these years. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Sari Sari was a really good uh, signing for them as well. Uh, she's, Big time. She's a young, talented per, uh, girl, man, and she she could really go uh, big time. She, all I... the Japanese talent they've brought over, minus Yoshi Tatsu, has all been good. Like they're all been good. Yeah. Like none of them are incompetent wrestlers they're just this class above i feel yeah um but you know enough about wwe for now we're gonna go into the meat and potatoes of this show and those are the big there there were three pretty large scale shows that happened um in japan almost back to back <laughs> this week I, I pretty pretty crazy actually pretty much almost back to back um we're gonna start with the first one and uh, that is the the Noah the Best 2019 show uh, that was held at Ryogoku and uh, Sumo Hall. And wow, there you put it best on Twitter, Isaac. This show, I think you could say, had something for everybody on this. Mm-hmm. It, it, this was a stack. Bro, of- I've slept on Noah this year. Oh, I have like, too. I. When Noah three years ago was some of the worst wrestling product I've ever seen. And that sort of left a sour taste in my mouth. But this new Noah is awesome. Oh, yeah. No doubt. They, like, they've, they've reha- rehabilitated their product so so well, it's like almost I never thought I could. I never thought I could like Maybuck Tanaguchi. Dude, I'm right, though? Like, he's, he has turned the he corner. He was the biggest nerd in wrestling for like ten years, yeah. like he used to cut. He was so cringy, and the match that he had, fuck it, I'm just going straight to this match, and then we'll start back from the show. <laughs> oh my against God. Kaz Fujita. If you guys like this shoot wrestling, like this, not not the shoot wrestling you see anywhere else. If you want to see two guys like give concussions to each other. <laughs> Like, I know all this CT shit in wrestling and people should take care of their heads, but, like, if you ever get a craving for, like, real, like, rough wrestling, watch this match. Oh, yeah. Watch the kicks that Fujita delivered. (laughs) Oh, man. Randy Orton's punt kick couldn't stand on the same pedestal. Holy moly. He just hit that, like, Ronaldo circa 2006, baby. 
Oh, it was it was unbelievable just to watch this unfold. I mean, and Taniguchi, man, he he was not no slouch here either. I mean, he was throwing headbutts like, I mean that that is bold to throw headbutts at old Iron Iron Head there, uh, Fujita, uh, man. I, I, this is the best match Fujita's had in like ten years. It, it, this was this was incredible stuff, man. Imagine not loving Kaz Fujita. Like he, he's he's popped up on random shows and his feud with Onita, the matches were just horrible, um, and like he's sort of just stuck. He'd pop in in and out of places, and the thing with Suwama, but none of the matches really did anything for me because I feel like he was trying to wrestle, like follow the style more. Yeah, he's yeah. just come out here and just been like, "Nah, I'm gonna beat the absolute." crap out of your butthole right and that's what he needs to be doing everywhere like just that's just that's just what he should be doing i know some people go oh he's you know he's enochism eh, shut up nerd like it's awesome <laughs> he's 50 years old you do do you want him doing wrist locks and chin holds like get a, like, he, a break chops head it, as long as you like kabashi could come back tomorrow to wrestling and have a five-star match you just have to make it real. Right. You do chops, you do headbutts, you do shoulder tackles. As long as you have enough emotion, it can be as great as anything. Right. Yeah, you just, you just two guys that are just driven to, like, murder each other, like, in this match. Sometimes it just, it just works. It just works to do that. <laughs> you, know, you can't like, be wrestling like that every night, but right on big shows, that's what you should bring. It should be a fight, I feel. And... Yeah, I, I. If the older heads in wrestling in Japan just done this, like, look at all the middle-aged wrestlers in Japan that are awesome because they just follow the basic beat you up style. Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, oh, yeah. Zero One. They don't do anything flashy. They just boot, elbow, like headbutt. Yeah. It's great. Um, and Mizaki Moshinzuki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 49 years old, and he did nothing super flashy. He just kicks your ass. Ageless wonder right there, man. Oh, my God. Oh, there was some guy on Twitter, I forget the handle, and he said uh, Moshinzuki and Minori Fanaka should form a tag team called Fuck Aging. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so perfect. Minori Fanaka is still, like, one of the best juniors in the world, and none of you realize that. Oh, yeah. Like, he really still is. Like, it's unbelievable at the level he's able to perform at this point. It's, like, honestly, like, comical. <laughs> he could go into New Japan and, like, be a junior, top junior, oh, instantly. Yeah. And he'd outwork Will Ospreay, and it would be hilarious. <laughs> Before we move on, um, I just want to, back to the Noah show, another guy I'd like to add to the fuck aging group would be... Uh, Masakatsu, motherfucking Funaki. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, f I feel like he could walk into New Japan tomorrow and just have a five-star match with Okada. You know? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. There's just so many... You don't see that, that much in American wrestling. Like, these guys that continue to perform for 20, 30 years. Um, and if they do, it's in a shed and they're doing a headlock. <laughs> like... Or, or like Nikolai Volkov in that gym that one time. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, that was rough. No. Nah. Well, like, 
Oh man, uh, this this Noah show, I tell you, this this was crazy, man. And we started off with a a very interesting match. <laughs> um, uh, we had El Hio de Wagner Jr., Cosmo Sakamoto, and Kenya Okada, one of the uh, younger guys in Noah, um, versus the uh, Yone and Quiet Storm, the fifty funky powers. How are they still a thing? How is Quiet Storm still employed? I love it. He should never, ever be not employed. And and Hitoshi Kamano also teamed with them. And uh, remember when Hitoshi Kamano was going to be a big thing? Ooh, yeah. Like wow, the Edis. Like uh, four years ago yeah. when he was a super rookie. Yeah, nah. And that went to another certain guy that's in our main event. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. And. Uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't really work out for Kamano. He's more of, I guess, like an openers guy, and I think that's kind of where he's going to stay for his career. He's take he's taking Gembe's yeah, Gemba, yeah, Gemba Hirianagi. Remember that guy? Yes, yeah, so of course I remember Gemba. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no doubt. That's kind of his role. But um, yeah, uh, 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 Wagner Jr., the Hio de Wagner Jr., Cosmo, uh, uh, and uh, Okada beat them, um, in a pretty, you know, like. Not a very memorable match. Uh, it was, it was, you know, your standard six-man opener. Nothing crazy here to see. Wagner was better than what he used to be, and he did a cool dive. And yeah, the start of like he did the first moonsault out of about forty moonsaults on this show. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, Moving on to the next match. Oh my um, goodness. I watched two minutes of this and cried and then skipped. Oh, man. Mitsuo Momota <laughs> and <coughs> Tamon Honda. I couldn't believe this. <laughs> Dude, he... Oh, he needed more clothes on old Honda. You know what? Like, he, lo- he looks like he used to because he's always looked old, but he looks like he's been, like... <laughs> working in a fish and chip shop for 30 years and getting grease on his face. Like, he just looks deflated. And, yeah, they faced Akatoshi Saito, and you don't often hear that Saito is the most mobile man in the match. And Masao Inoue, who confirmed to me that he's a horrible wrestler because he had a singles match with Sekimoto on a tradition show, and it was horrible. <laughs> Nobody can have a bad match with Sekimoto, and he managed to. Mate, just tell me. What did you watch his whole match? Oh, I absolutely did because I had to see how this was going to turn out. I had to see freaking Mitsuo Moda do. This was the longest match in the first three matches. <laughs> it was longer than. It was longer than six, four of the matches on the show. Listen, I don't want anybody trying to give this match star ratings or any shit like that. That's not that's not right, okay? Like, listen, these guys went out there. They worked their asses off. <laughs> Timon Honda, for God's sakes, what? How could you not? Uh, how could you hate on that? I loved. I loved it. I'm like, I was like, yes. He was trying so hard. I, I was like, yes, man. I love it. Fucking Timon Honda is just in this in the ring, just like doing doing suplexes and i'm like oh my god this is hilarious i love it i thought it was great i in, in its own weird way and, and by the way this we had the special ref was mighty in a way here yeah <laughs> oh my goodness and mamona still wrestles like two or three times a week that's amazing that's and he's 69 
71? One of those two. Oh, God. And he, he gets his son booked, the great Shikara. Yeah. Anyway, he moving on. Making the Third match. Uh, yeah, Sagira Gun uh, in um, Hajime Ohara and Nosawa run guy. And, and Sakuraba! Uh, I, my God. And what I'm, the... I'm going to let you do the honors on this next one. <laughs> Hi, 69! <laughs> wow, I still got it. And Junta Miyawaki and Osama Nishimura. What the this, hell? This is a pure... No, there's a... There's a couple matches on this show where it's, like, straight out of, like, 90s war. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just Tenro book this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, Nassau just knows everybody. Like, everybody picks on Nassau because he's maybe not the best wrestler in the world. But he's not the worst. And he knows literally everybody and has connections to everyone. Oh, he and has connections, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Him coming to Noah has been very, very good for their business um, because he has guys like Sakuraba he can talk to. Um, if Minoru Suzuki becomes a free agent, watch Nasawa try and get him over. Um, in Wrestle 1, he had he was a mainstay there and his tag partner, Mazada, is still there. Um, I don't know. Nasawa is a... He's very, very useful for Japanese wrestling. Um, and if he, he went away, there'd be a big change. There'd be a big shift. Yeah, uh, I tell you, this match was just uh, worth it just for Sakuraba and Osamu Nishimura freaking interacting together. How crazy is that? Sakuraba was awesome. Oh, man. I, it's, that was um, just legendary. Ohara and Nasawa team fairly well. Um yeah. They did some cool offense. But yeah, Sakuraba was awesome. Junta, the young kid's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. He wasn't. High 69 still great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hiroki. Hiroki can still go. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Um, no, this was a fine match. Like a solid three star, two and three quarter. Um, I'm not mad that I watched it. Yep. And then. Next match, I get yet another just crazy collection of people. It's, why did they need to fly Super Crazy over for one match? I, I, and I love Super Crazy. But <laughs> you barely did anything in this match, for, too, by the way. <laughs> for 11-minute random six-man tag with Gene short-wearing Eddie Edwards and <laughs> fuck aging, like... Dude, like, what? It was pretty good. Um, besides this Chris Ridgway fellow, I've, he I've heard him on Twitter for the last, like, year or two years, and he seems to be a big Puro fan and stuff, but I just, I don't know. He sort of came across as, like, he thinks hard. he's a shooter. Yeah, I try hard, yeah, one of those guys, the, the you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, his dad gave him some kick pads and he thinks, oh, JT, yeah. JT can... Don. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, when I wrestled, I was the exact same, though, because I was such a mark for <laughs> all those, like, the Shibatas and, of the world. Yeah. I wore black black trunks and black kick pads, black boots, yeah. and I just did, I've got a gym and i got a, got a bag, and I'll just 
kick it every day. And after about a week, I was like, yeah, I can do this. And I completely changed my offense to just like PK kicks and like kicks in the corner and a brain buster as my finish. Like I was just the typical wrestler. Oh, man. But yeah, that's... I feel like Chris Ridgeway's in that stage. Like he, he's competent enough. Like he has a cool look and like he can wrestle, but just, just maybe hit the pads a bit more before yeah. you start trying to fucking kick Moshinzuki. I'm still trying to figure out Eddie Edwards here, man. I I am so confused. Did he just? Like, he used to be such a good wrestler. <laughs> oh, what no, the hell? That's his gimmick in TNA. Uh, oh my god. Oh. I don't watch TNA. Oh, sorry, Impact Wrestling. But yeah, he became like a street fighter and he has a Singapore cane that he names it. And uh, So he's basically Tommy Dreamer? Or... Yeah, he had a feud with Tommy Dreamer. Oh my god. And the Sandman. Oh. He wrestled the Sandman. God. Oh lord, help me. Oh god. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Mochizuki and Tanaka, man, they were the highlight of this one for sure. Yeah. Super crazy how old he's on. He he can still do moonsaults. Um. He's he's one of my all timers as well. Like, you can always remember. One of the big things in wrestling for me was '99, 2000s, and his matches in ECW were just fantastic. And. Oh, yeah. I've always been a big fan, but yeah, he, he can still go somewhat. Kitoge and Ridgeway with a, I don't know. I feel like this match was sort of carried by Moshinzuki and Tanaka, like you said. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, sorry, I'm doing all the talking. I haven't done one of these in forever. I'm just blabbering on. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, um, Stinger and Eddie Edwards uh, ended up with the win here uh, in a, like about 11 minutes or so. Not, yeah. Not, uh, nothing I, I would say like you're like gonna like love, but it, it was it was more just worth it just to see Mochi and, and, and Tanaka together. Uh, Big time. Yeah. Um, we already went over Fujita and, and Shuhei Taniguchi, so we're going to jump right over to the, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Title Match in, mm-hmm. in uh, Rattel's, uh, which is Daisuke Harada, one of my all-time favorites, and, and Tadasuke uh, versus the other part of Stinger, uh, Kotaro Suzuki and Yoshinari Ogawa. And what did you think about this match, uh, if you remember Isaac, I I like the Suzuki and Agawa team, and yeah, I remember when Tadasuke was when he came in with Hayata and Yohei and yep. a couple of the others when they were trying to like Do- do no other reborn. Yeah, <laughs> they Pro. they rated Dove Pro pretty much, um, but yeah, he's improved a lot since I last watched him. Yeah, and, and Harada was just, I mean... He's as, always good. As ever. I mean, God. He's just... I i still hold to this point, and I probably was saying this like three years ago when we were doing these shows. That This man is probably the most underrated wrestler in Japan. You think so? I, I, just, I just think he is so fantastic, and I just think he never gets the credit that he deserves. I feel like he's a guy that could easily break away and be a Taji Shimori and slot in anyway. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. If he'd done a couple excursions in the US, he'd be 
It, he needs to get out. Yeah. Like, or he's just going to fade to the back like Hitoshi Kumano. Like, he needs to explore a bit, I feel. Yeah, Harada, I think, could he... I, I would love to see him over here, man, just to uh, do, like, a, some indies over here and everything. Oh, man, that would be amazing. But, the, uh, the one negative I feel on this show is... This has been the junior division for, like, two years. Like, mm-hmm. there's no more fresh matches. Yeah. They're, they they're... need some new juniors, big time. Yep, I, I do agree with you on that. It does seem a little stale, um... For somewhat, um, but yeah, this was a solid match, though. Um, I, I don't, I'm just like, my, I'm just not like it's solid, but there's nothing like nothing about this in my brain is like popping up of like, oh man, no. this spot was really good, or like anything. another just, fine three star match, I yeah, feel. yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was a fun little match that that did what it was supposed to, so I, you know, good match. Uh, you had the title change, Harada and Tarasuke beat beat Suzuki and Ogawa uh, for the for the tag titles. So Tadasuke a champion in Noah. Yep. That's what we like to see. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, and then speaking of Dove Pro, it continu- the Dove Pro representation continues in the G- GHC junior heavyweight title match in Hayata versus Yohei. The Dove Pro offer match. Um, now, now this was pretty good. <laughs> this a lot of the times when you wrestle your best friend or somebody you've been wrestling with, or it doesn't always go so well. Like you think you know each other so well, and it plays in your head, and sometimes you botch a lot. Um, but this wasn't the case here. These two worked very well together. Um, I feel like Hayata is good in his role of sort of being this stone face, like don't mess with me, even though he doesn't look so intimidating with his body. Yeah, Yohei just the way is kind of like the contrast yeah. to him in that in that regard. Um, but man, oh, the, the one spot in this that just stuck out to me was Hayata head scissor takedown to Yohei's head on the apron. Yeah, oh, that's a cool move. God. Well, Yohei knows how to take it properly. It, oh, he do, yeah, he knows how to take it properly and sell it. And he he looked like he was dead on the outside. There was one of those that was like he really that that nineteen count was like he really sold it on that. Yeah. It was just a, a brutal move. And man, oh my god, that was just that was just like it stuck out for me as like one of those. Wow, I'll, I'll remember that for like a while. Sort of Word. Thing. As I never really seen anything like that. That was like the way he did it. It just it was so smooth and very like quick it was just i i don't know how to explain it but it was just like so so cool the way the way it looked was just amazing oh man i i wish we had more footage of promotions like osaka pro and reiki dragon pro Mm. um because i just feel like there's got to be another crop of hiatas and yohei's and um like, there's that whole group there that all came up to the, together. Mineo Fujita, um, poor Junior Hayato. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. His situation's sad, but oh. all these guys just sort of rose to the top together. That whole that whole group working J-Stage in 2016 are all signed somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. We already mentioned Abe Iwamoto, and then you got Yohei Hayata. 
uh, Sami and Yuko are doing their thing. Jun Kasai is running Japan, basically. Um, <laughs> Takeda's on top of the world. Yeah. Anyway. Man, this, uh, back to this show. Yeah, the, this match, it was ended up being really good besides that, that one spot as well. Um, really, really good back and forth uh, battle here between these two. Enjoyed it. Yeah, and Hayata ended up the, defending his title, beat Yohei, kept the kept his title, and uh, definitely, I, I would I would say is it definitely a recommended. Uh, yeah, I'll give it like three and three quarters. Yeah, it was a very entertaining entertaining watch. Uh, but this is where the show starts to get real darn good here, boys. Oh my goodness, um, the GHC tag. May I introduce title. this? May I introduce yes. this match? Yes. You've got access of Go Shizaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima defending against Masakitamiya and Yoshihiko Inamura. Um, this is my favorite tag match of the year, by wow. far. Wow. Um, these guys killed each other, much like Fujita versus Taniguchi, but... Nakajima and Shizaki just may be the best tag team in wrestling. Nakajima and... Well, more Nakajima is so good in his smug, I am wonderful character. Um, I don't have enough praise in the world to give them, those two. And Kitamiya has improved so much from what he used to be. He's no longer a cringeworthy, running around, shouting type dude. And... In Amora, he just got the crowd so behind him. Um, yeah. Him, he took a beating for about five minutes of chops, kicks, just getting belted, and all he had to do was a shoulder block, and the whole crowd applauded. Oh, that was um, huge! It was huge. I mean, this kid is a future star. I mean, he's he is clearly going to be a star um, if they if they keep going this route with him. I mean, hit holy cow! It, the the pop he got from when he exploded out of that corner and, and hit that shoulder block was just unreal. Um, I love the the um, contrast with Shiozaki and Nakajima, where Nakajima is kind of the master of the kicks, and Shiozaki is like the master of just using his his chops and lariats and just all that. So you kind of got like the two together, and you just got one dangerous ass kicking package of a tag team with those two and oh they're perfect oh my god and some of the with dirt- all this japanese crossover i could just see them facing strong bj or oh my god um, zeus and bodyguard or sawama and shuji like yeah. oh those yeah. matches would just be perfect yeah they're double team stuff rules i mean man it was just uh it was a battle. Uh, Kid Amiya had some like, you know, the hope spots. Like he, he, I mean, he took a, you know, a big part of this match. I mean, yeah, Inamura kind of had those big like moments. He got kind of beat up some. He had the big spots, but Kid Amiya really carried that match for his team. And you know, he he came in. It was fought very hard and valiantly, but you know, ultimately came up short. But uh, I, I think it was a very well told story in, in that match throughout. And, uh, you know, did, but just uh, Shizaki and Nakajima are just too damn violent to, to get by. Oh, yeah. And uh, they kept their titles here. But, man, uh, 100% go out of your way to watch this match. Definitely, I, I, I would say it's definitely one of the better um, 
um, tag matches of the year, for sure, 100%. And it has the greatest spot I've seen in recent memory of uh, they go for the the electric chair oh, yeah. clothesline off the top and Kitamiya falls down and the crowd starts <laughs> laughing. Oh, yeah. So he's like, he, he goes to climb back up the ropes and then he's like, nah, screw this, and just punches Shiozaki <laughs> off in a more shoulder. so great. I forgot about <laughs> He got that. mad and just, Hook. He's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not going to let you laugh at my botch. I'm just going to, like, punch him right off his shoulder. <laughs> it was so boss. And then I'll try it again later when y'all y'all forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Moving on to a special single match <laughs> oh, between one of my favorites of all time in Great Muta and uh, Michu Marafuji. This was good fun. It was all right. Muto, lot less mobile, but no, you don't I mean, say. He's, <laughs> uh, he, he's still one of the best characters in wrestling and he doesn't have to do much as long as he can still do a shining wizard like he only did his he was, he was doing moonsaults last year i, I love um, the AEW uh show he was like taking all these pictures with everybody and he's like oh yeah man, i haven't seen him in like 25 years yeah <laughs> he's like he was such a he's mark like, man what happened to lex luger <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh, uh, no, he was awesome. He was like, hey, Missy um, Hyatt, I poisoned her like 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, we, need, we need to get him over more in the States. <laughs> He'd be such a laugh. But anyway, back to the match. It was okay. Um, three star sort of affair. Maru, Nothing super Maru, crazy. I think I've never seen Maru work so intentionally light in my life. Oh, those kicks would barely touch his face, but oh, oh. he slapped his leg like a motherfucker. Oh my god, Maru was trying so hard not to hurt the poor guy. It was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like, try to half speed like, throw this this kick into his like, sternum and like, try not to kill him and <laughs> hopefully yeah. not shatter his kneecaps <laughs> and uh, oh god, it was, yeah, it was a little touch and go in this, but uh but you know, Muda had some great missed spots, of course, and yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a good time I mean, it is what it is you, you, gotta, you gotta have a match like this you know, you gotta draw in that the, the, the nostalgia crowd, you know I agree, I agree Moving on to the semi-final. GHC national title. Takashi Sugiro defends against Michael Elgin. Big Mike. Yeah, now making his Noah debut. Yeah, finds himself a Noah now after uh, he had faced uh, Sakimoto earlier in the year. In a fantastic match. Um, but yeah, this was really good. Yeah, I, I mean, crowd loved it. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. Um, Segura, man, he's boy. Another one you can add him to the anti-aging club. <laughs> yeah, he's just such a fighter. Oh man, I, I just I, I I love him so much. He's he's just he's man. great. He, he is truly one of the best. Uh, uh, him him and Elgin really. I mean, I I loved like a lot of the like the times like Elgin would try to um. Like, you know, a bounce, you know, bounce off the shoot off the ropes, and Sugira instead of like 
uh, bait, getting baited into it, he would like go to the corner and then just like, yeah, and then spear him, spear you know Elgin out of the corner. And Elgin didn't think it was coming from the corner, you know, because he he was he's a so smart. Segura so so smart, knows the ring so well, and man, uh, I, I loved it. There were a lot of good. Uh, just good big lariats in this, and it was guys, good talk. They were throwing bombs at each other, and yeah, and it's finally Segura hit the the, the Olympic slam, and and that was the that. crowd was on fire for this match. Yeah, I, don't, I wonder if Elgin's going to get booked here again. Uh, in I, I think he's got, he's his future is Japan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean. I don't think he's I, gonna... I didn't pay much attention to the drama what happened because I wasn't really active on Twitter then, and I don't really care to know. Yeah. Um, but I get the understanding he's not that well received in the North American market. No. <laughs> um, but Japan is another world, and yeah, he's a good, very good wrestler, and he could slot into any company in Japan. I know a lot of people will be mad, but for the Japanese market, he's perfect. The only thing that just elegant sometimes it bugs me. He he just kind of wrestles like a tribute wrestler at times a little too much. And I, I just think that it just kind of gets a little corny at times. Uh, remember when he teased the... Uh... Yeah, what, oh, the burning yeah, hammer. he did a burning and hammer, the, and freaking Kobashi sitting there, like, probably going, like, really, The crowd dude? booed. Yeah, like, so re- loud. Like, really, dude? Like, you read the room here a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah it's stuff like that that just, just Elgin just sometimes does not make himself the most likable person in the world. And and it's and it's not even like he's trying to. It's just he's just an unlikable person sometimes. He just doesn't read the room very well. And, yeah, that was one of those instances in this match. It's just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that here in front of Kobashi? Like, good God, man. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, you're right. Um, it's just dumb. And then, to be fair, Segura did do an Emerald Plosion. Yeah, yeah, but that's a little different, <laughs> though. It's, it's yeah. a little different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a confession to make. Mm. I have not watched this main event. Really? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I tell you, it was it was something, man. Uh, we had the GHC Heavyweight Title match in Kaido Kiyomiya, the champion, versus uh, Kano. Um. You know, Kaido is an interesting wrestler. I don't know. How I haven't he... seen him for about three years. I haven't watched a match of his in three years. If I had to explain Kiyomiya, and I don't want to do this in the, like an insulting way because he does it well, but if I had to explain Kiyomiya to someone, I would I would tell them he's he's like. A very very good Masawa cover band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, he's adapted the the persona of Misawa, um, in that he does pretty much um, almost all of Misawa's offensive maneuvers. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> The crowd are behind him, though, aren't they? Oh, they love it. Yes, yeah. So it works. So I mean, what am I? You know, who am I to say it's it's bad? Because it, it works. And, and honestly, though, he does it in a way that, it, like, it, it doesn't feel like 
it feels more of a tribute than a than a I'm aping this from him. Yeah. You know, and I think the crowd is bought into that and I think they're they're very okay with it, and I think it works. And it, it really meshed well with Cano's attitude that he just constantly has. Um, and obviously, you know Cano. Uh, what a rise he's had. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. I, seriously. Um, Fucking around in junior opening matches four years ago, and now they've just main evented Rio Goku. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah he, you know, he had his run with the title re- uh, recently as well. And yep. Uh, this was a great. I mean, I, I Cano just. I really thought he does. He just does such a great job of playing, uh, of being on top, of just being a dickhead, and uh, it just felt like a lot of this match. It was like Kiyomiya. He tried a lot of times to um, get the upper hand, but just Cano just kept kind of like killing his hopes every at every corner, and just kind of like the hope spots. He just like couldn't. He couldn't quite get him. Um, you know, just you, Cano just kept kind of uh, stepping on him and kicking him and just beating the crap out of him um, until there, there finally uh, Kiyomiya really started to open up on on Cano. He hit an emerald flosion on him, but that didn't do it. So then Kiyomiya decides to hit a top rope emerald flosion on Cano. Huge freaking move, um, and, and um, I believe that was actually a near fall as well. And then Kiyomiya ended up winning with two. He had to hit two tiger suplexes on Kano to finish him off. Defends the title in in a heck of a thirty minute match. Uh, again, go out of your way. I'll have to go it. back and watch it. Yeah, it, it it was very good. Um, I think it, I think it dragged on a little more than it. I think it overstayed its welcome a little bit. I think there were some parts they could have cut out a little bit to to save some time. Little cut out a little bit of the fat in this, but it's still a fine match, and I definitely recommend anybody to go watch it. Very good main event. Um, Kiyomiya, he's he's interesting. I, I tell you, it's just it's an interesting route they've taken with him. Uh, I just kind of hope he does his more of his own thing as well, though. That's maybe my own thing with that from from seeing what he's doing now is that I hope he has his own personality, you know, throughout all this as well. I hope he does well for himself. Yeah, uh, but I'm you know I gotta say, man, that, what a meteoric rise it has been for him in so quick of a time. You know, I remember him going on excursion, then coming back, and he was just. Straight in the main event. Yep, it was it was like a it was an Okada situation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people love it. Yeah, I think uh, I just think he really could do more with 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 do, kind of developing his more of his uh, his personality and his own offense. Than yeah. just being like and he will. A, he's a, a Misawa tribute, you know. But he's got the talent there, and he's got age on his side. He's got all the time in the world. Oh, he's only twenty three. <laughs> yeah. So he's a oh kid. yeah, he's he's oh he's got a lot of time. So yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I think I think it's kind of a trend now that Okada started with some of these companies now, I and mean, they want to find that young young yeah. guy really quickly, and. You know, they want to find that guy and 
maybe not having push pay, him to the moon pay his dues as much as they used to you know yeah yeah just kind of kind of throw him in there and say hey go for it kid you got some and talent. it does get it does get stale japanese wrestling sometimes because these guys are all well, in the past, it used to because they were more exclusive to their own promotion, and there's only so many guys. Like you wouldn't hear of much wrestlers jumping ship, but yeah, I mean, yeah, remember Keiichi Sato? <laughs> yeah. Oof, boy. <laughs> Those were the days. That was an adventure. <laughs> Anywho, great show from from Noah. Has had something for everyone, like I said. Solid seven and a half, eight out of ten sort of show. Um, yeah, up, anything. They, they apparently drew off uh, 5,523. Oh, good on them. That's probably. Well, they outdrew, outdrew BJW by about 2,000. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a surprise, um, I have to say, but. Because I, I think there was a lot more big names on this card, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, they went a little more all out to to get that draw, and so I guess you know now that you mention um, uh, BJW, well, actually DDT, you know, uh, I'm gonna go do. We're gonna just talk about the DDT a little bit first. We're, we're gonna kind of skim a little bit on DDT because I didn't watch the whole show myself. I watched the main event, but I didn't get to watch the under stuff uh, too well, much. Well, again, I um I watched. The undercard and not the main event. <laughs> so there knowing you go. me, um, so let me just bring this card up to refresh my memory, and I'll tell you, tell you what I thought of it. Well, I gotta um, say, I see uh, the result of the chair defeating Shota for the Iron Man Heavy Man <laughs> title. So that I means we obviously <laughs> we got a hell of a oh. show here. <laughs> of course, obviously. Wow, well, when was this show? <laughs> What's the date? Because Asami eleven three. Yep. Eleven three. Ah, here we go. Okay. I watched I watched Kisuke Ishiva's Fuminori Ape. Oh man, I, I, how was that? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Nothing yeah. nothing crazy, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I remember too. Like, it's such a big, gigantic show like this. You know, some of those undercard stuff. It's it's just going to be kind of what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of matches. They got to fit people from nearly four different promotions on the show. It's crazy. Um, I watched Kenny Omega's match. Oh yeah, I heard that, that was very was, good. I don't know. I see the eight, the eight on cage match but I thought it was a two star special honestly wow I did not enjoy it um and then I watched the KD tag team title four way match and that was again nothing but pretty cool to see Fuma wrestle so high on the card <laughs> yeah I know oh my god how crazy um, is that yeah well that's some of the guys on this show it's just like, Cody Hall is on this show. <laughs> um, Chris Brooks, Jairo Kurishio, Trans Am Hiroshi. Um, Chris Brooks is, is a cool dude, though, I gotta say. Yeah. Gorgeous Matsuno. Oh, and the great Sagat. 
Maki Ito. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many guys. Yeah. Guys and girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll let you talk about the main event. Oh my god. Oh, holy... What do I say about this match, man? Holy Christ. Um, this, if I'm being honest, I mean... This is right up there in my probably top three matches of the year. Um, wow. It, it, this was unbelievable. Um, it, I just, I just, my God, I just, I'm just trying to find the words for it. Um, Takashita has turned into a arrogant little prick, and I love it. He used to be such a, like, you know... Oh, you know, I'm just the white meat, like, you know, young kid, and and, and I and you know, I'm the eight, I'm the you know main guy, you know. I don't think, but I don't even think he believed it at that point. This he was a, pushed too this, quick. This is a guy. This Konosuke Takashita in 2019 is a guy that believes his own sh- shit and is willing to back it up, <laughs> and. And let you know about it too. And holy, oh, yeah. holy cow, man! He was just such an asshole. He got, he was able to get. I mean, and and a part of this is Hiroshima is just an incredible performer. And again, fuck aging. Again, again, it's part of the yeah another member of that stable. Um, Hiroshima, I think, again, one of the most underrated talents in in wrestling. Uh, just consistently He's been good for so year, so many years. Consistently good for so long. It's almost like kind of like a, a laughable at this point how good he's been for so long. And oh, by the way, this was a double title match because Hiroshima came in holding the extreme title, and and Takashita was obviously the KOD title holder. So this was a title for title match, and um, yeah, it it's just. It just escalated so well. Um, Takashita just continuously destroyed Hiroshima's back. He targeted his back constantly, um, nonstop, um, stomps and just the suplexes and just, oh my god! And obviously his nasty Boston crab that you know he's he puts a lot of torque on. And uh, there were so many close, uh, you know. Near near submissions where Hiroshima looked like he was gonna tap to it because his back was so shot from Takashita just like pounding away on him and uh, you know he kept he, every time he broke out of it he uh, the the crowd went crazy um, got so behind him um, I mean Takashita was even such a dick to the point where he was like like when he was like uh, hurting uh just holding Hiroshima out on the apron after the, like the ref like was trying to tell him to stop and he just wouldn't stop and just kept like pounding away at him and and he was like basically told his se- the seconds at ringside like get the hell away like like y'all can't do shit about it. <laughs> it, it it was something to see man badass yeah he wouldn't have done that five years ago I, I was like I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe what I was seeing I'm like oh my god like is this the same kid like. Like holy crap, he's a and he is still a kid. I'm like holy crap, like he is something else now. Uh, but man, uh, just what a performance by both guys here. Um, Hiroshima ends up winning. Um, I you know sometimes it it is the right move to have the older guy win, and I think it was the right move here. I I just I don't know if it would have felt right with Takashita winning this. It just the crowd was so behind Hiroshima here. 
and uh, it, it felt like the right move to me uh, for him to win this, um, just the way the match went. Absolutely, on, go out of your way to watch this as soon as possible if you haven't already. This is probably one of my top five matches of the year easily. Um, it's, it's Does DDT need to create more stars? You know, it's an interesting question. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to say. Um, I feel like they have tons of stars that are ready to go whenever. But... It, yeah. The thing with DDT, oh. which is when weird too, is that you have all those brands under their umbrella. Yeah. You know, no, no, Bosara isn't anymore. But, uh, you know, they still have, you know, all that going on. You know, so it's almost like you kind of want to have guys in different tiers in different, your different companies under your own umbrella. So I guess it's hard to choose sometimes. <laughs> like, I feel like Ken Oku could walk in tomorrow and be KOD champion. Right. And it'd be fine. I feel like Jim Kasai could. Yeah, I think DDT just has that, like, almost the luxury of, you know, it's kind of believable. You know, people yeah. can, can, can compete for it. And obviously, Daisuke Sasaki, I mean, has been fantastic. Uh, yeah. Him and, uh, you know... Endo. Endo, oh yeah. Yeah, and I haven't even seen that Endo and Takashita match, which apparently people are telling me it was better than this Hiroshima match, which is like, to me, is like, oh my god. Because <laughs> this match was incredible. So, I can't even imagine how that was. Endo and Takashita have wrestled like 50 times now. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a big part of it. <laughs> you know, they know each other very well. Oh yeah, and uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, geez, I mean, DT is very interesting right now. I mean, I, I've I've always hear rave reviews about Tokyo Joshi Pro as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I I need to watch more of it. Admittedly, um, as I always hear good things about it, and I guess a, a Yuka Sakazaki against. Uh, Shoko was was very good on this as well. I didn't get to watch that, but um, I, from all what I heard, it was between four and I even saw it go up to five stars. Yeah, no, it, it's it's um, it, and it's nice. It, it, apparently, it was only like a fourteen minute match, so it's not like a, a match that's gonna like keep you there. And I've noticed that with some of these really good Joshi matches lately, is they're not they don't overstay their welcome. Yeah, they they go in, they do their stuff that they're gonna do to each other, and, and they're out. <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually like that a lot, and I think I wish re- more more wrestling was like that these days. I haven't, admittedly, I haven't watched any Joshi since I've started watching wrestling again the last two months. So I I, 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 I best check some out. Delve into it, you know, seldom, you know, but I, I'm trying, been trying to get into it more lately. Uh, as much as I can, and, uh, yeah, it, there's been some good stuff going on, uh, I guess Seedlining's been had some good stuff going on, too. A lot of promotions out there now. Uh, there's, like, there's a lot of choices, I gotta say, and, but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't get to watch all the DDT show, but it seemed like a very, like, wild show with a lot for, you know, different people who like different things, <laughs> again, so... That's DDT in a nutshell. Right. They 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 know they understand that they have different segments of their audience and they they attack it with all different mm-hmm. types of things and uh, 
They they know how to say, uh, Mr. Takagi. He's he he knows his Smart shit. man. He knows his shit, man. Hey, yeah, and having all those company those those different brands under the umbrella, man, it it, it helps. You know, it, it makes it easier to target segments of your audience. But. So yeah, a very interesting show for DDT. Um, they drew um, five thousand eight hundred sixty nine, so slightly more than Noah. So I thought they'd do a lot more. Yeah, no, yeah, they they ended up drawing uh, uh, almost sixth, but uh, that not quite six. But um, yeah. Well, let's just uh, skim through this Big Japan show because it is about a week and a half gone <laughs> since. Uh, from now yeah it was uh from the two or three matches i saw it that tag match oh. that match oh, oh awesome yeah. everybody should have known it was going to be awesome and yeah you've probably all watched it by now so i better not harp on about it but yeah four guys just beating the shit out of each yeah, other Sekimoto, doesn't get much Walter, better he know kabayashi man that's the the ugw's being back together it was was wonderful um that was that was awesome uh it, it there's really not i mean there's not a whole lot to explain there man those those guys just went out there they beat the, sh- the shit out of each other and it, again one of the better tag matches you'll probably see this year man but man uh whew, i gotta say um, the, uh, the tag, the, the tag death match. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my God. Holy mother. There was some absolute cringe stuff in this, man. Oh my God. Poor Sakuda. Ito and Sasaki against the Kasai and, and, and uh, Jun Kasai and Toshiyuki Sakuda. Man, the, the needles through the freaking mouth was just... Death. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> the syringes through the mouth. I mean, there was. Oh God! Oh. When you start fucking with syringes and scissors, like I, I get turned off of yeah, it. it and it, when it, they are intentionally cutting themselves, oh yeah, like you, that makes me throw up. But yeah, I mean, this is um, you know, this is like the whole point of this match. Though was like it was like kind of a historical match with with Ito and Kasai. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and you know, Ito teaming with his old bud, his old the running mate, Mamis Suzuki. Yeah, which was pretty awesome. You you just said Mammoth. Suzuki. I, I mean, sorry, Takashi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sasaki. Um, Too many damn Sasakis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, which was which is pretty awesome, man. Uh, you know, Takashi Sasaki. You know, he's you know working for Freedoms now, but you know back in the day, him and Ito used to tag together, so that was pretty awesome. They had a little reunion, and uh, uh, yeah, they ended up beating Kasai and Sakuda here. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, Sakuda took some absolute uh, horrific bumps in this. Yeah, I didn't think he he's a short dude, but when he missed that senton, oh, like oh, he I shrunk mean, another foot. Yeah, like he he. Went off the yeah and, and fell right literally on his tailbone. I think he might have the broken, balcony. I think he might have broken his tailbone on that. Um, he, he, he was, surely he was holding it for like the rest of the match. I think he legitimately might have cracked something in there uh, from that. I think it was worse than probably any of the death match like stuff that they did to each other. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah, because you know honestly, like a lot of that death match stuff, it looks bad, but. A lot of it, you know, it's more just superficial stuff, you know. It's yeah, 
you know, like, a lot of times, like, Onita, like, they just refuse to treat him uh, at the hospital, because they're like, he's fine, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know that's a lot of that. It's just it's just a lot of just superficial cuts and and everything like that. Nothing that's gonna really be too endangering to you. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, this was this was pretty crazy. That was a pretty crazy, disgusting match. <laughs> but um, then after that we had um, uh, Daichi Hashimoto, uh, for facing the uh, strong champion Kohei Sato. And did you uh, watch this? Yes, I did. I've heard a lot of negatives. It was... I don't think it was as bad as maybe some people have made it out to be. I don't think it was great. Um, you know, I think of a lot of it, you know, unfortunately, I think it falls on Daichi just not really connecting with a lot of people, um, unfortunate as, as it may seem. It just... It does certainly seem that way. But the pre-match uh, package for this was actually really nice. Uh... It was kind of like Sato um, was talking about, you know, how he was, you know, training, you know, trained under his dad, you know, in Zero One, and how it's kind of like, it seemed like what he was trying to get at was like, it's very special to face Daichi here, you know, and that it's almost like he's facing, yeah, it's like, kind of came from the circle for him, so I thought that added a really, like, good layer to this, and uh, but unfortunately, I just think that it didn't really um, come through as a heated battle in the ring. Yeah, um, I don't think Sato brought his uh, A game here, um, and ha- and Hosh just like I don't know. He just he just doesn't didn't really connect with a lot of people. It was a pretty quiet for this match. Um, oh, that's a shame. But uh, Daichi ended up beating Sato. Um, I don't. I think I don't know if uh, that that went over too well, but um, it was solid though. I like. I kind of liked it in a way. I don't think it's the best match you'll see this year by any means, but uh, I think it's something like to watch, especially knowing like that kind of that you know the Sato and you know and the history, the history there. I think it's kind of neat, but yeah, I think it. I think it went a little long. Too, I had to be honest. I, th- I don't think it should have went as even. It went like twenty minutes, and I don't even think it should have went that long. Um, it just uh, it didn't really uh, capture the heart down you know, here. But it, you know, it was okay. I would say it was an well, okay match. Moving on to what I called the the modern day pinnacle of deathmatch wrestling. Oh yeah, your boys. Um, two of the best guys in the world. Asami Kodaka, the champion, defending against Yuko Miyamoto. Um, yeah, the face, their video package again was excellent. They showed all their early footage from 2004 and 2005 and just going through the years of they've always been together. And it was excellent. And they delivered in ring. I gave it about four, four and a quarter. Uh, they did. They did hurt each other. They, they they brought the game. Oh my god, yeah. Oh the pin the pin cushions, man. Those those are just those are make me cringe. Ah, there's a there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't do. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Um, oh my god, yeah. This they they went they went all hard on each other, man. Uh, They're boys. They're allowed to. Yep. 
like their their best mates. Then they they probably just spoke. They're just like, Fine, let's just go balls to the wall. We're main eventing Rhea Goku. It's probably the only time they'll main event Rhea Goku against one another, like realistically. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just they, you know, they, there were some absolutely crazy stuff they did with the ladder here. Um, Asami ended up winning with the freaking double knees from the top oh. from the ladder, just crushing Yuko. I was like, oh my god, I would never want to take that. Oh, L- lucky Asami weighs as much as like a bag of feathers, though. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's probably good, like. Buck thirty. Yeah, like, it still it still looked like it's it still knees from like twenty five feet. Oh god, man! Uh, it was a great match though. That was that was great stuff. They they went they went hard, man. I loved it. Very good. Um, I'm still biggest Army Kodaka fan. Everyone. So, if you're listening to this, please just bless my timeline with pictures of Asami and tag me. Thank you. Yeah, I I mean, if I, I had to say like the, the, from this show, I mean, I would say definitely watch Sekimoto Walter against Hino and Okabayashi and and Asami and Yuko. I mean, for sure. Yeah, if you're short on time. Yeah. Um, those are the two ones that you need to watch. Yeah. Also, to note here, it was interesting. Uh, in the undercard, uh, Jake Lee and Naoya Nomura showed up here, and they faced uh, Kakuda and Kawakami and beat them. I did see that in the results on cage match. I yeah. did. Yeah, it was a solid little match. Uh, they uh, they came in they came in as kind of like the cocky dickheads from out from the outside, yeah. and and they they played their part really well. Um, that story always works in Japan. Yeah. yeah. And also, I really did enjoy um, the Strong Hearts versus uh, Abe uh, Kamatani. I did watch and, that. Yeah. And Nomura, that was really fun. Yeah. Um. Just strong hearts. You're guaranteed bare minimum three stars. Yeah, they're 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 the they're the real deal. Those guys. And while we're on strong hearts, um, just a quick little news. Um, Alex Zane, the guy oh, yeah. that's made his name in GCW, is coming over to Japan as um, another member of Strong Hearts. And yeah, he's taking place in a crazy match. Um, in J stage, um, it's a trios match, and the his partners are eluding me at the time now. But he's facing Yuko Miyamoto, Asami Kodaka, and Masashi Takeda. Uh, oh, oh my god! Um, I think I've retweeted it, so I'll just go back and see what the what the match is because, like, he's facing right there three. Three of the top tier wrestlers in Japan. Am I wrong? That's crazy, man. That's that's wild. Um, Good for Alex Zane, man. He's a talented guy. <laughs> he rose quick. He he can he, do some things, man. That I I am just stunned to see. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Um, that springboard from the outside to the inside. Oh yeah. Bloody Phoenix Splash. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, that that, that guy got some some special special ability. I don't I don't know where he gets that from. But it's just uh, it's unbelievable. I'm glad to see There's him a... venture out more. All right, I just found it. Um, he's teaming with Shima. 
Oh, wow. So Shima's going to fight off against the Sami. I did hear about this, because I think it was because Shima saw him, like, videos of him, and was like, I need to, like... (laughs) I need to buy you. Yeah, (laughs) essentially. And another guy, who I don't know, and the writing's in Japanese, so I can't read. But yeah, that show has has good stuff. Um, this J-Stage show on the 25th of November. Uh, just a couple matches before we wrap up the pod. Um, Jairakuri Shio is facing off in a one-on-two handicap match against the Brahmin Brothers. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. um, I love this. Then you got the likes of like all the... All the regulars are going to be on the show. Eerie's on the show. Um, um, sorry. Eerie's on the show. Mineo Fujita. Kodaseki Fuda. Um, Shima, as I said. There's a lot of lot of talent. J-Stage always has, like, really, really interesting cards. Because um, they incorporate people from all the promotions. Like, you'll see Brother Yashi facing off against, like, Asami, <laughs> and, oh, good old Brother Yashi. Oh, my God. Um, I gotta say, though, and I know this is a little unrelated, I mean, speaking of SEMA, though, and I talked about this with, my, with uh, Jeff on my on the uh, the AEW, uh, the Boom Goes the Dynamite podcast that I help him uh, co-host uh, sometimes, and how has Shima not been on an episode of Dynamite yet and has only been on the dark shows? How crazy is that? <coughs> really? Yeah. He's, I don't know, I think AEW's dropped the ball with a lot of their talent, like making them, making people care. Because Shima could really be a star. That match against Kenny Omega was four and a half stars yeah, like yeah it's just it just it, stuns me how he has not been featured at all on a dynamite uh, yet um, loads of charisma like yep. he's got it and he's still great and he's fuck aging again yep um no i love shima yeah so that's this is this thing i just wanted to like point out here because you know it's just kind of related to yeah you know him being there it's like how, how has he not been on not on the Anything besides the dark matches, they're literally flying him out to do dark matches. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. His his schedule would be hectic. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it too. But still, anywho, you wrap this up, my friend. This has been fun. Yeah, oh, the return. Oh no, no doubt. Um, this this was a awesome, awesome thing, and I'm glad we have decided to start doing this again and it's a more of a thing now where we could do this on our own schedule um there's really no outside forces determining when we do this and what we're supposed to cover what what blah 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 blah. no deadlines whatever we kind of do this on our own time now we're independent of everybody else and um i i think it's better that way and you're i think you're gonna get a better uh more fun product from us because of that because we're going to do this with love and and passion and not deal with a lot of burnout so over the next few weeks I'll, I'll get better it's weird this is the first time I've even spoken to Lawrence over the phone and 
three years, so yeah. I'll get I'll get more comfortable as the weeks go on. But yeah, it's good to be back. Oh, it was like you didn't even miss a beat. Give me a break. I'm the one over here, yeah. like over like oh, ah, oh, and, oh, I forgot about this match. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm a little rusty too in that in that regard. So we'll, we'll we're gonna yeah. we're gonna iron some stuff out though. We'll we'll get yeah. it, we'll get it back to to form soon. Uh, but I, I will improve. I really do appreciate any of y'all that just did decide to listen to this. Um, again, uh, we know I know there's been some people that really really used to follow us and and really support us um and i thank you for that um this this was a big big thing for me uh to start doing when when we initially started doing it because it was something that at the time a lot of people weren't really doing yet and now um i really feel proud that that we've maybe we sparked something here because there's a bunch of other podcasts now that that like cover stuff like burning spirits um um oh gosh um oh i'm i'm i'm, I'm terrible right now i i can't think of the other shows yeah. that are out there um there's that, a lot more eyes on the product in japan yeah um, um yeah it's just a lot and of, no it was, it was fun it was fun doing that a few years ago and showing people there is so much more out there and uh, introducing people to new wrestlers is, is good. Yeah. And, uh, I, I hope, you know, we can continue doing that and, and just at least keep covering, you know, what's going on now. And even though there's, there's more coverage out there and I, we hope that, uh, y'all decide to give us a chance again and, uh, uh, you know, give Big us some time. I hope you guys, yeah. Let us know, let us know the feedback. Yeah, um, obviously too. We're, we're a thing that um, we were big on uh, initially when we did this was was we always like to get user questions from people. That does not change. We would love to hear any questions that you have that are you know opinions that we have that you want us that to talk about um, on certain wrestlers and maybe who we think would work better here or whatever whatever you want to ask we'll we'll answer it um we're always willing to talk about something different and uh and uh, i think that that's something we still want to do here so i love questions yeah so yeah leave it please leave feedback and everything um so we're gonna probably i'm probably gonna end up dropping this on on my own personal pod bean for the time being um as as we're kind of remaining an independent entity right now, but uh, mm-hmm. but will I will it will be tweeted out on the my uh, my uh, Twitter at, at lob underscore three, and, and Isaac will obviously uh, retweet it from his account at Isaac Russells, and uh, you know we're, we're gonna try to get it out here for you all to listen to again, and uh, uh, we're gonna try our best here, so. Uh, I really do want to thank. Thanks y'all. for giving us a shot. If you're yeah, listening, absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. Um, this is something me and Isaac had really, I think, wanted to do. We didn't like the way things uh, ended the first time around, and we we really wanted to get this going again. And uh, something we both love to do, and and just two guys that really enjoy covering this stuff. So, uh, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, appreciate y'all and uh, we hope you tune in for the next episode whenever that does happen uh, it'll be soon yeah just just keep keep uh 
keep his. Uh, we'll keep you posted, and uh, just just stick with us. Word to that. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, take care. <laughs>